This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, I was a heavy drinker, but I didn't recognize what the people closest to me recognized. I ended up laying flatlined on a hospital operating table. Somehow the surgeons brought me back to life. When your life depends on it, there's only one place you can turn. Karen. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit caron.org slash real. Karen. Real results. Real care. Real about recovery. Report.
Cut on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. This is the Retro Poll, the only live radio programme every single week, Wednesday afternoon at five o'clock, all about Barnsley FC. A good time to listen, I suppose. Um, if you're out and about in the rain, we'll be joining you later on, ready for the bus parade to greet the team that has a uh, well-deserved promotion to the championship later on. Um... In the studio, Kyle. Kyle, how are we, mate? Yeah, I'm not bad. Thanks for having me once again. It's been good this season, <laughs> hasn't it? You want to thank us because we expect you to be here <laughs> now. <laughs> um, we were sat here last week, sort of nipping ourselves, saying, is this true? Is it right? Um, thank God it was, because <laughs> on the performance on the Saturday, yeah. <laughs> it could have been a whole lot different. Uh, we can't blame anybody for that, can we? No, like, like we said, it just we said they might be a bit more relaxed, you know. The title was never really in our hands, you know, if Luton won, there's not really much we can do about it. Um, you know, we didn't play that bad with 10 men, we held them off for so long and, you know, once we'd, once they got that one, then Bristol Rovers just kicked on and eventually got it, but like we said, we weren't bothered, we wasn't bothered one bit. No. Um, with me, obviously, we, we were at the beanbag, a little bit disappointed that people started going out. Yeah, the reaction as soon as that going in, it's like <laughs> like we're at a game, everyone got off of the seats and left exits. <laughs> Felt a bit like Derby last yeah, season, I'm didn't it? Like, that's it, we've done. You know, <laughs> we've lost we've lost seven games all season, including Bristol Rovers. Come on, you can't ask for much more. I know. Um, good atmosphere, though. Uh, in town, I have to say, we had a um, went around. Well, not around town. We we visited a few establishments, <laughs> had a few drinks with our good friend Chris Ridgard, who was actually working today, so he, he can't be in the studio with us. And some of his friends and family, and a very good atmosphere in town. And I think everybody. It was just a huge relief, wasn't it? Because we set out the season talking about promotion, but everybody talks about it. I think in the back of our heads was, can we actually do this? Because. I suppose it wasn't a gamble, or, or was it? Because we all looked at Daniel Stendhal and think, say, you know, let's see what you can do. So well deserved, but you know, a bit trepidation in the beginning of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like you said, once you've been relegated, if you're a good side and you've got a good squad, you know, we didn't know about the manager. Uh, but you see, so many sides that do bounce straight back up. It's not as easy as it seems at all. League One's a hard league. Chef United found that out. Yeah. I down there six, seven seasons. So it is. Once you're in that league, it is hard to get out. But this season, Stendhal's done an amazing job and. Well, he's put his name out there, hasn't he? He's really put his name out there, which we would not like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I think, you know, he's took us to this level now. Um, I I don't think he'll be going anywhere. Obviously, there will be interest, but I think the thing with Stendhal is it has to fit because he wants that young team, that fit team that can play that type sort of game. Um, We were at BBC Radio Sheffield last night talking to Adam Oxley for an hour in the Sports Academy. Um, There was uh, a lot there as well from the Blades podcast Uh, and a lot of praise for for Daniel Stendhal. Obviously, well-deserved. What now, though? Looking ahead, because we have to start looking ahead at some point, what do we need to at least make sure we stay in that division or are we well equipped to do that anyway? What do you reckon? I think w- the main aim is to try and keep hold of some key players, you know, Ethan Pinnock, Adam Davis. But like we said, if they end up moving on, I'm sure, we said on the show last night that I'm sure we've already got scouts looking at a preferred option to replace that player. We will need a few reinforcements. I'm not going to beat around the bush, you know. This is... Almost the same squad that we got relegated with, yeah, albeit we've got a lot of confidence now. Uh, but what we need to do is, I think we need to strengthen if we do lose key players. And I mean, like we said, Ethan Pinnock come from Forest Green and we've polished him up. And it looks like, you know, we could end up selling him on. But 
you know, I'm sure there's perfect uh, line lineups to come come in and replace him if if we do end up selling some key players. Yeah, funny you mention that because um, yourself and Chris went to the press conference um, last week before the Bristol uh, before the Bristol Rovers match. See, I've learned <laughs> from my mistakes. And um, Chris actually caught up with these biddicks to find out how he was feeling after promotion to the Championship. Uh, yeah, I'm buzzing, buzzing. Um, just recovered, but yeah, all the players, you know, uh, watching the game uh, or like watching it on Sky Sports News. I uh, think we weren't really expecting both of them to lose but you know we'll take that and you know one game to go hopefully try and get a win and see where that puts us yeah that's right you sound a bit throaty there have you been uh, been singing a little bit yeah yeah you know testing the vocals out uh, but I think I'll stick to football (laughs) yeah I think you should stick to football yeah player at season for Barnsley as well you've had a a personal level it's been a brilliant season for you too so congratulations on that are you enjoying your football here then yeah definitely I mean we've had some really good performance this season and to be voted as a player the season you know I'm delighted with it and uh, I'd like to thank also the fans you know the support throughout the season has been brilliant uh, I know last year uh, didn't go how we wanted but the aim was always to try and bounce straight back up and fortunately we've been able to do that So obviously you arrived at oh, well in, in the championship and you know it would be a massive step up for yourself uh, you, you've come, you've flourished this year in, in League One do you think you can take that forward into next season and, and do you think we're ready for that? Yeah definitely you know I feel like we're more equipped now um, last season a lot of the boys it was our first time playing in the championship and uh, it was a new bunch so I think this year we've gelled really well Uh, the confidence is high and I think uh, yeah as I said before I think we'll be better equipped to deal with life in the championship this time around and what a bunch of players it is and what what a bunch of everything basically you know the manager the coaching staff the players the town it feels like we've all come together and we've just been unstoppable in the end haven't we've been too much for everybody else yeah definitely Um, like from the first game Oxford you know it's a really big result to, to get rolling straight away. Uh, the, obviously, there's points of the season where uh, maybe results or performances haven't been uh, where we wanted to. But I think as it's progressed, you know, we've gradually uh, improved. And as we've gelled, uh, we've been on a really good run as well. Uh, we managed to stay unbeaten all season at home. So, yeah, I think it's really come together well. And this young squad is pushing each other, isn't it? It's pushing itself, in, you know, all the way through the week in training. You're on top of each other. You're, you're, that competitive edges there you know you're all trying to get a shirt effectively for the first leg. how far can you push this squad together how far can this group of players go yeah well as you've said you know uh, there's a lot of competition for places when people have been injured or out of favour the, the next players come in and done really well and I think as a young bunch you know we're always learning and improving so I think we still have some improvement to go and you know if we all stick together um, I don't see why we can't just keep keep getting better and keep progressing Brilliant. Uh, us at Red's report and everybody from town, I'd like to congratulate you again on a great promotion and thank you for all your hard work this season, Ethan. All right. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Give me a second, I, I need to get my story straight. My friends are in the bathroom getting higher than the Empire State. My lover, she's waiting for me just across the bar. My seat's been taken by some sunglasses, asking about a scar and I know I gave it to you months ago I know you're trying to forget But between the drinks and subtle things The holes in my apologies, you know I'm trying hard to take it back So if by the time the bar closes And you feel like falling down I'll carry you home Tonight 
time the bar closes and you feel like falling down I'll carry you home tonight Fun with We Are Young The Reds Report on The Vibe Sponsored by Opium The number one indie bar in Barnsley Well Kyle, before that, uh, catch your tune that We'll be honest, we were singing along <laughs> yeah. in the studio. Uh, exclusive interview with uh, Pinnock, many more to come during this show. And you can also look forward to an exclusive, um, I say podcast, all the recordings of all the interviews we did on that day, exclusive rep reports, interviews with players and staff will be uploaded um, over the next few days. Um, Ethan Pinnock then, um, player of the season. Love the way he talks. But you listen <laughs> to him, a bit of a gangster, so you know what I mean? Um how, how vital has he been? And I know we're going to talk about lots of players, and I know it's a team sport, and but that defence, and, and that man especially, how, how vital has he been? And what were your thoughts on Ethan Pinnock at the start of the season? Yeah, he's been absolutely vital and pivotal in this season of, of good things. It's all been good. It's been a great season. And, you know, he's really kicked on, because like like he said on, on the interview, he joined us in the championship and that's a massive step up from where he was at the time in league two with Forest Green um, him and Lindsay just work together at the, at the centre of the back It they just work so well together they feed off each other great partnership it were like when we had Mawson and Roberts together it was so good to watch them they just you know they come on leaps and bounds together and he's like a leader for that back four Adam Davis is the leader leading them but the back four leader Ethan Pinnock he just gets them going and He's come on leaps and bounds and he's had a fantastic season, so fair play to him because he's really got his name out there this season. For a few seasons now, we've had a solid sort of, you know, pairing of, of, of centre-backs. Mawson and Roberts, then Roberts and McDonald. Um, then obviously um, Roberts went to, to Birmingham. McDonald sort of stopped playing because of this iron deficiency that he never seemed to have a problem with when, when he went to Hull. Um, so as a pairing then, enormous strength what are the dangers and and do you feel Adam Jackson can can sort of caretake one of those roles should Ethan Pinnock move to you know other clubs higher division maybe or somewhere where the grass is greener well we've seen Adam Jackson come in for them few games when Lindsay were injured I believe and you know to say he's not had a lot of game time he played really really well but that's with Pinnock and you'd expect to play well with Pinnock because like we said Pinnock is a leader um Adam Jackson, I believe, is one of them that's out of contract this this summer. He is, yeah. So yeah. you know, maybe we do need to sign him just just as backup, just in case. You know, he's not a bad player on his day, Adam Jackson. Am I right to thinking he was player of the season the season when we got relegated? Yeah, he was. He, he, yeah, you know. he, he, and he, and he did. He played really well to say that. You know, it were a season where it was bad. You know, we weren't great. <laughs> we really want to forget about that. Um, but yeah, he's not a bad player at all. He's he's proved himself a little bit in the championship. You know, he's not had a look in any other League One team. He'd he'd be straight in. I think he'd be straight in that back four because he is a really good player. So, you know, we could play it like that. We need to get him on contract first. That's yeah, yeah. foremost the first thing. Um, if you want to win the title, you pick points at home, which we've done. We've not dropped one at home, but you also have to score goals on the other side. So let's look at our attacking options at the moment. Um, Coley Woodrow, you know, an awkward start for the lad, wasn't it? Coley Woodrow billed as the replacement and was the replacement for uh, Tom Bradshaw. Um, we were told at that time, you know, Tom Bradshaw's not scored 20 goals in a season. This lad will. And then we had to wait three months for him to start. I mean, the pressure on him on that first appearance must have been huge. 
Yeah, definitely. And like we said, he cut three months after he started because of his injury, and he finished with 19. You know, that's what he's not even had half a season, if that. So yeah, he's definitely a proven goal scorer uh, now at this level. He's been very, very unlucky with time at Fulham, Bristol City, and Burton in the Championship, where he's not quite had that run of games to get him going. But I think this season could be the season for him because he's a really good player. We've seen it this season, and if we can keep Kiefer and Corley together, you know, you never know. They are a real, real force to be reckoned with. Well, you yourself caught up with Kiefer Moore, and you asked you asked him how to uh, how he was feeling following promotion to the Championship. Um, amazing. <laughs> No, um, yeah, it's, it's an unbelievable achievement, and then we we've all done so well. And I mean, it's, it's something to be massively proud of. And I think everyone, down to staff, fans, uh, every single player involved in the squad has, has done their part in in this. And you've you've had a few loans in your career, and you never got promotion like with Rotherham. Um, how does it feel now to have stick with a club a full season have, and play under such a good manager and get promoted back to to the second tier? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, obviously. For me, um, I've had well, I've had a sniff of promotion twice after leaving in two January windows. But you know, to finally stick through and the whole window and um, to get the promotion is is amazing. And you know, to work with um, under Daniel Stendel as well, it's, it's been it's been amazing. Yeah. And how have you found it under Daniel Stendel? His style of play, because you seem to have bought into it really, really well. Yeah, I think it, it suits me personally. You know. Um, um, you know the press and the high press and all the counter attack football. I think um, for an attacker, like that's what you kind of dream of. You know, a team that just wants to go out and attack and get you get your chances and opportunities to score goals. So I think it's something that I've yeah flourished under. And also this season, you've made a really good partnership with striker Carly Woodrow. How has it been working alongside him? Obviously, when you were injured, he had to uh, go out on his own, and yeah. it didn't seem to quite work. Since you've come back, you've flourished again. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's been amazing. I mean. Uh, me and Corley, uh, me and Corley are good friends off the pitch as well. So for us to keep doing the stuff on the pitch, is, I'm sure it's, it's, it's amazing, and I'm sure um, in the championship will be a real problem for some teams. And have you fully recovered after the other night? Yeah. Well, as you can tell by my voice, I'm not not quite there, but um, nah, yeah, I'm fully recovered and uh, ready to go. Congratulations. Thank you.
by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Sex on fire, Keith is on fire, Woodrow's on fire, your defence is terrified, <laughs> different song. Um, how much of a, you know, partnership between those two can we look forward to in the championship? I think it's going to be amazing to see what they can, you know, we've seen what they, they've done in League One, and the... The, when I spoke to them, they seemed really, really confident. And I think next season, if they take that confidence into the championship, then you know they're going to be a real handful, like Kiefer said himself, to some some defenders in the championship. So I think Daniel Stendel's breathed that confidence into the players, and they're almost fearless now. They'll go out and they're fearless of any team. So you know, you never know. I think they will will really work well if we can keep holding them both. And I'm pretty sure we can. Yeah, it's it's a different type of football, isn't it? Championship. So League One, you know, a striker might get four, five, sometimes six or more, you know, opportunities to score. And, and we've seen at times that, that some of our players have, have maybe not struggled, but they're not being consistent as others. Whereas in the Championship, you know, those chances sort of like get reduced by almost fifty percent. Having a partnership that's sort of been embedded in League One that can only stand us in good light, can't it? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, we're taking our, you know, top two strikers into the championship with us and like we said, they've proved themselves in League One and they're not necessarily they're not going to be dropped for anyone else because they've already formed that partnership. So they're almost guaranteed starts in the championship together. And if if they can carry on playing like they they have in League One, then there's no reason to say why we we can't push on and their goals can help us. You know, just try and cement our place in the championship. Do you feel we we need reinforcements on the striking front? Obviously, Coley out for three months before he started. Kiefer nasty head injury. Luckily, came back before you know we almost expected him and, and played a role in those last few matches. Do you think Daniel Stendel will be looking to um, to bring in all the striking option, maybe as a backup or a, in a, you know if and when he has to change the system? Yeah, I think so. I think we, you know, just in case injuries do happen like we've seen this season, then we will need someone to come and step in temporarily. Uh, the good thing about that is we've got George Miller already signed. Maybe he'll get a chance with us next season, even if he's starting on the bench. I'm sure he'll be happy rather than playing in League Two. With Bradford, I'm sure he'd rather be on the uh, the bench, you know, at Barnsley in the Championship, ready for that opportunity. And Daniel Stendel's almost that manager where if you work hard in training and you prove yourself in training, he'll give you a chance. You know, we've seen Ben Williams, Jordan Williams, Jacob Brown, you know, players that we'd not heard of this season, been given their chance and they've snatched that chance and now they're regular first team players. Yeah, you must have read my mind because I was going to say um, Coley and, and Kiefer, sort of like first striking option. Um, helping them out with the goals um, in, in, in our normal sort of formation or starting lineup would be young player of the year Jacob Brown on one side Starman what more can you say what a prospect he is what about the other side though Mamadou Tiam 
Um, scored enough, do you think, this season? Uh, you know, he, he's one of them. He's, he splits the fans, really, doesn't he? he really splits does. the studio, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I quite like Tiam. I think he's one of them, though, that needs to, you know, a little bit more consistency. You know, one week you'll see him score an absolute screamer. Next week, you know, he might not have a, a great game, but he'll create a chance. He's that sort of player where you've just got to find out. I mean, league. This is League One. And he's got his chance this season under Stendhal because last season he didn't. He got some game time, but he came in at a time where, you know, Marais were in, and you know it was all a bit all, all up in the air. We didn't know what was going on. So in fairness, Marais would have put Kiefer Moore at the back <laughs> and, and, and and played Liam Lindsay as a winger or something, wouldn't he? You know, yeah, he <laughs> we can say it now because he's gone. <laughs> um, what about Mike Baird? He was our really only loan player, as in a season-long loan. So he's not a Barnsley player. Um, I think he's, he's made known through media and social media that he'd like to stay. Do you see a, a, a sort of a regular starting place for Mike Stephen Bearer, as Chris would say? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I definitely do. And um, when we were at the press conference, we spoke to Mike after we'd interviewed him, just as you know, just chatting. And he, he's really, really keen to stay at Barnsley. He enjoys it. He likes the fans. He likes the you know surrounding places. He seems really keen to stay at Barnsley. And I think that us as fans, that's what we like to hear. We want players that are keen. They want to play for the club. They don't just want to be a, you know necessarily just because you know he knows Stendhal. He really does want to play for this club. And he, he, that came across when we were talking to him just on a personal level. And you'll be able to hear that when when we put that out on the podcast later. So yeah, because he was one of the players you've interviewed that we're not going to hear from today, but that will be on the. Exclusive retro <laughs> podcast type broadcast that we'll be putting out later on. Um, right, let's play some music, and when we come back, rather than the playing side, let's start looking at the staff. Let's start looking at the management um, that's in place and see what sort of day, uh, season they've had. So we'll play some music. Back with you in about five minutes' time.
Dad's Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. We don't know arguing in this studio, you know. Carl wanted Nirvana, I wanted Europe with the final countdown, so we played you the final teen spirit. Both happy. Happy now? Very happy. All right. Then. <laughs> All right. So, um, we've, we've, we've talked about the players, we've talked about Bristol. Let, let's spend some time and talk about this, this, this management team of managers that, that we have. First of all, obviously, Daniel Standall. Now, let's be open and honest. I'll be open and honest with you as well. We announced Daniel Standall June 2018. Um, and I read a little bit on the website, and it said Hanover. So, luckily, I had a friend at that time who was German and a Hanover fan who lives in Germany. So, messaged him and, and sort of said, uh, never really got a chance, but it likes to play this certain type of football. And I thought, well, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Googled him, thinking, I wonder what he's achieved. And then you look and think, well, he's not really managed <laughs> that much. <laughs> what was your reaction when you heard Daniel Stendhal was the new head coach of Barnsley FC? Well, straight away, it was a weird one, because, you know, nobody had him down as getting the job. It were all your usual names, like, oh, Mick McCarthy, just left it switch, maybe we can get him in, hometown boy. Um... So when they announced Stendhal, I were I was like, who was this lad? You know, I've never never heard of him. I were, I'm sure many fans, if not all fans, would have been like that. And I was straight, like I said, I was straight to uh, googled his name and looked, and he were a player before as well. So that's only you know recognition he'd really got. And he's got a little stint at management with Hanover in the second division at the time. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, Hanover are quite a big side in Germany, so. I thought, oh, you know, you know, give him a chance. You know, I didn't think, I didn't think he'd be a full season. You know, there was a lot on social media because obviously we we, we sacked the you know cheap imitation of of, <laughs> of Mourinho on the last day when we were away at Derby. So that was early May. Standard was an appointment sort of like middle of June. So it was a long time while we were waiting who was going to be the next manager stroke head coach of, of Barnsley FC. A lot on social media. What's happening? And it's, a, you know, it's, it, it's, it's very negative because we were waiting. Looking back, hindsight, hindsight's a beautiful thing. The club did it right, didn't they? The club identified how we wanted to play and looked for a manager to fit that style. That style of play we wanted was completely the opposite than what we had under the previous one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. And the club went definitely the right way about it. They'd got that chunk of time to sit down and, you know, have a look who was the best man for this job. Did it perfectly, you know. Like, we've seen... Um I forgot the American owner's name. Conway. Conway, yeah. yeah. You know, he, we, I've seen him on interviews saying, you know, we search for this certain type of football that we wanted to play. Guardiola were on the list. Otherwise busy in Manchester. <laughs> Clock were on Club the list. Answer the phone. Yeah, and then he said third on the list with Daniel Stendhal, so he must have been really highly regarded with Gagan Press. Yeah, Gagan Press. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the club's gone the right way about it. They, you know, they got the right man for the job. Style of player, I absolutely love it. It's so easy on the eye. It's amazing to watch, as many fans will tell you. Um, so, yeah, the club, for me, well, you can't really grumble now because I feel like the club's got that trust now with the fans where you could trust them to go out and, you know, get a player or whatever and, and you'd be trustworthy and think, you know what, let's give him a chance. And, and people bought into Stendhal, maybe not his, his management technique and everything else, but him as a person quite early on during the World Cup. Um, for <laughs> fantastic, wasn't it? For, photos of him sitting in the garrison in his German shirt. Um, Germany get knocked out. England play, he's back four days later in his England shirt. That's how you get the buy-in from Barnsley fans, isn't it? Straight away. Being one of those. Oh, yeah. Straight away, he's in with the fans. 
because that's what you want as a manager. You want to interact with the new manager. And, you know, you never really see it at a football club where players or management staff will go out openly in the town into a pub or whatever because... I've been to the Trafford Centre once, but never saw Guardiola. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. You know, you'd never see... You know, that's what we like about this club. You want to interact. We want to interact. We want to feel part of this club. And I think that's been brought back this season. And Daniel Sender, like you said, straight away in the fans' books as a fans' favourite wearing that England shirt. So, yeah, and his passion on the field, off the field. You see him jumping about on touchline. You know, last season we didn't have that, not even under wrecking bottom. It was. Oh, in the dugout, Marais, let's not talk about arms, him. Arms crossed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, you like to see that passion on the sideline and it just, I think that transfers to the players and that's exactly what you want. It, it took a while for us to hear from Daniel Standall because initially, the, the, you know, the, 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 the pressing views were done by uh, Andreas Winkler, who was at that time his assistant. Uh, and more and more, we've seen Daniel come to the forefront with interviews, the formal introduction, and, and throughout the season, um, doing the, the post-match conference, especially after uh, Andreas Winkler left. Um, now, um, it was you that caught up with him, wasn't it, uh, Kyle? Yeah. And um, you asked him how he was feeling uh, following promotion to the championship. Yeah, um, I enjoyed the, the feeling that we uh, have... Uh, uh, achieve our goal after after f- 45 games before we played the last game and uh, that we automatic promoted us I think uh, it's big for us and um, we worked very hard for this and um, I think all can satisfy uh, in this moment for for um, what we achieve in this this season Bristol Rovers up next are you going for the title Yes, yes. We, yeah, it's it's not so easy. I think it's not really in our hand. We have the same points like Luton, but uh, f- um, four goals in front for for Luton is is like one point, and uh, we 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 tried all what we can do to to win this title, and and we will see what what uh, is happening on Saturday. You've developed a really good bond with the fans this season. Do you think that that's helped you along your way for your first season in England? Yeah, I think so. So. Uh, the start was very well with the first uh, victory final against Oxford, and the supporters were were so surprised that we can play so well and uh, and uh, they can feel the emotions on the pitch, and uh, we can feel the emotions uh, from the stand. And uh, I think it helped us through the season, especially also the, the away games and the home games. Is normal that not really normal, but normal that we have uh, uh, so much. Support and so good atmosphere, but uh, in the away games, so much people supported us every every week, and uh, this was uh, a big big point for us. In terms of the championship, then next season, how much do you know about the championship, the English second tier? I, I watched some games in, in the championship uh, this year. I think it's, it's a tough league and um, big names, big clubs, and. Um, um, we 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 promoted in this league and it's not so easy to to stay in this league but i think uh, we 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 will be good prepared for this league uh, in in summer and um, and we have a good team and then we will see yeah congratulations thank you dan
fantastic interview there by Kyle with Daniel Stendhal. Now, last week on the award show, I played songs dedicated to players. We never really played one for Daniel, did we? I know we got the 99 Luft Balloons. That didn't really work. This was sung in the stands probably just before Christmas and after Christmas. And um, if you know the lyrics and if you're standing outside, if you happen to listen to us, why don't you sing along? I have to give an excuse because where else at what? About quarter six, would you hear a tummy kitten and hold again? Daniel, this is for you. If you see me walking down the street, staring at the sky, dragging my two feet, you just pass me by. It still makes me cry, but you can't make me whole again. If you see me with another man, laughing and joking, doing what I can. take us up again and you know what he did in his first <laughs> season in English football Daniel Stendhal's small bit of an anthem uh, besides Last Christmas by Wem that we normally play around December time um, but he's not a one man band um, when he arrived at Barnsley in June brought with him Andreas Winkler and uh, Stern as well let's talk Winkler first because Winkler was very much at the forefront of everything that was happening around the media press conferences um, and obviously that was because of, of, of Daniel's um, sort of lack of I wouldn't say lack of the English language but I think the, the accents that we use here and, and, and yeah. everything else um, 
I suppose it was a bit of a pivotal moment when in the same week almost in January we lost the CEO, Gautier Gennai, who became president of Nice, and Andreas Winkler joined his old mate at, well, struggling Huddersfield in, in, in the Premier League. Um, were you fearful at any time that that might actually upset the rhythm because it seemed to very much be Winkler that was involved with the players on a, on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, personally, I were really... I, I thought, you know what, maybe we might lose... Because he's a key man, him and Stendhal and Stern all together. You know, they seemed like it It wasn't almost just a manager. It was a, the three of them was the manager. Um, yeah, I, I'd be lying if I said I weren't worried at one point. Um, because, like you said, he, he was a man that was in the press, spoke really well, good English. Um, and they seemed to get on really well. He had a good bond with the fans. He was a really nice guy, was uh, Andreas as well. When I spoke to him at the press conferences, he was he was really outgoing and really friendly guy. Uh, but I suppose, you know, even though Huddersfield were already bound to go back down to the championship, it's his old old mate, really good mate. It's a bit more money in his back pocket. It's only up road. You know, it, it would have been probably stupid not to. Um but you know we, we're we're in the same league next year, so he'll be looking at that and thinking maybe you know should I have stayed? Yeah, and I suppose they're still good friends on there because they were actually watching football together, Champions League together, uh, the evening that both Sunderland and Porto fell to win and handed us that promotion place in in, in second place. Dale Tong was then um, sort of introduced as an interim assistant head coach. What have you made of Dale Tong? Because he's been in and around the club for quite some time as a player, uh, coaching in the academy. What have you made of him? Well, the players straight away seem to have took to him, you know, because, you know, he's, he's all English. He's Barnsley. He's Barnsley born and bred. And I think that really, really does help that he knows the club inside out. He's been there as a player. He knows what it takes. Um... I spoke to him again the other morning and again, he, he said something along the lines of, you know, if it's if it suits the club that I stay, then fair enough. If it doesn't, then I'm happy. It's just he wants the best for the club. And I, again, he's a really genuine, genuine lad and, and that's good. I think it's good to have a mix of Daniel, who's got a lot of passion, but he's German, alongside his pal Stern and... Tong, Tong, because he's been at the club and he's a Barnsley, I think it helps that we've got a mixture of everything. I really do think that works, and I think he'll stay on. It's proven to be almost like a winning combination, hasn't it? Because the results definitely didn't suffer. Um, he knows the club, he knows the fans, he knows the town. He's that perfect link between that German philosophy of the Gegenpress, yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and obviously the lads. Because don't forget that in the playing squad as well, there's a variety of, of, of languages. I mean, you've got Pinilos, you've got Mamadou, you've got Cavare, you've got Liam Lindsay. I mean, Scottish, you know what I mean? So it, 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 it's important, isn't it? So very much in favour of, of, of keeping Deltong on, on, a, on a permanent basis as assistant head coach? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Like, there were talks straight away it was how long will he fill in before they get another German in but I think over this time as well I think uh, Stendhal and Tong have really bonded as well and they've become really good friends which is good to see you know Tong's been really open and honest he he enjoys this role and I I honestly do I'm in favour of him keeping this job you know he must have been doing something right you know obviously is Stendhal ultimately that is the one Making oh, is the one. Is the song <laughs> <laughs> ultimately is the one. Definitely taking them decisions, them big decisions. But you know, Tong's in and around it. He he's the one that's in with the players, just as Winklevoss. And obviously, the players have talked to him. So why not? It'd be stupid not to keep him on. I think. Chris Stern, 
has been there obviously since since uh, Daniel Standle came in. Initially, a lot of them thought that he was just a translator because that's what he did at, at press conferences and everything else. Um, very vocal on, on, on the sidelines, very you know animatic, jumping up and down. You, you spoke to him, obviously, at press conference, which we're going to listen to in a little bit. Can you make out what his role is? Do, do you think Daniel Standle is overall about formation and, you know, uh, tactics and everything else? Are the other two just the links between the players and, and Daniel? Or is one more of a fitness coach? Where, where, where do you see him? Because I, I think sometimes... I wonder if there is a clear division of whose responsibility is what. Uh, from what I can make out, he's more of the fitness side of it. But he's always in and around it, which is good to see because usually it's just a manager and an assistant. To have a third, I think, is an extra bonus, and he speaks really good English, so he really does help Stendhal out in that aspect. Um, it's really good to have a team of three that know what they're doing. That the, like we said, there's no individual links because Stern talks that players. I don't know if you watch the recaps, but oh, you yeah. know when he's like, "Get in," <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good to see that they're all happy and they all just feed from each other. So yeah, it's really good. Well, uh, the rest report. Chris Ridgard um, spoke with Chris Stern last Thursday at a press conference and asked him the lowdown on his first season in English football. Yeah, for, uh, first in England, first first years uh, um, coaching in, in a professional football and uh, first promotion. So right now I'm 100% promotion. Is it beginner's luck? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, yeah, um, different to say the, the percentages. Um, I think big part is um, um, hard work or the time we invest to work hard, and um, I think the biggest part is just uh, the squad. Um, the, first uh, the quality of the squad and uh, the character and the mentality of the squad they um even though we had some some blows during the season every time they they um, bounced back and they uh, the bond was got got closer and it was i think it was uh, the keeper and they they have to make the work on the pitch we just uh, assist them and guide them and training on in the changing room on the side but they they just did the, did the job and they did a fantastic job this season yeah it's felt like a big collaboration between yourself the training staff the players the fans, the town itself, we've, we've come like a juggernaut, haven't we, effectively, and we've been unstoppable in the end, you know what I mean? And we've we beat some massive teams to that promotion. How much have you enjoyed being part of that juggernaut and part of that journey, Chris? Yeah, you you, you, um, uh, you just enjoy every game. You enjoy every game, you enjoy every every training, you enjoy um, the, the days at work here. Um, like you said, it's uh, the togetherness is unbelievable, especially if uh, after last last season's uh, relegation, everybody drew a very fast uh, line about uh, under the season, and we just we we wanted to bounce back immediately. And um, yeah, like I said, uh, the bond is close to to the fans, to the to the town, and uh, to the to the um, employers in, in the main office, um, as well as the um, the staff and the squad. So it was just a great season. This is like a really vibrant, happy place to work. Has that had a massive effect on how we've done things uh, here at Oldwell? This year, yeah, it's a it's a it's a, it's a great, great place to be, um, especially the, the the home games, the support, the, the support in the home games as well as in the away games is just unbelievable. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it started all one year ago or ten months ago with a very very good win over over Oxford at four 0 and you could see the, the the passion and the support uh, from the supporters during the game. And of course, the game was uh, unbelievable for the for the first game, and um, yeah, it took uh, it got us into into flow, and we just kept kept going. Unbelievable. So, Chris, can we win the league? That's the question. How are we going to do it? I want to. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's the 90 minutes to, to play and we have to, to look on uh, on also to, to Luton, what they do against against Oxford. But, uh, yeah, like we said, during during um, nearly when we made it to the, to the top two, to, to to, we made we said uh, we, we keep looking on us. And um, it's what we did. Uh, 
uh, the whole the whole season and um, yeah we we delighted to to have made it automatic and the the chairman would be the, the cherry on the cake yeah well we at Red Report and uh, the, the town as a whole would just like to thank you for your, your hard work you've put in this season uh, so yeah congratulations again thank you on very promotion much. appreciate it thanks Nick thank you very much well the nice guy Chris Stern is um, right about a minute to go we can go over though Lisa mm-hmm. we, we can go over because we're still in sort of like the party mood <laughs> um, we're going to upload this episode to my famous USB stick that I sometimes forget um, so we can be uploaded to uh, as a podcast later this evening then we're just having a quick wander in town get wet and, and, and watch the open bus parade they've deserved it though haven't they they deserved oh, it yeah. yeah it's going to be good just to see the the, the, the town buzz in you know the, the fans buzz in the players absolutely over at Moon it's going to be great to see so let let the uh, celebrations carry on it's been go- ongoing for a f- couple of weeks now yeah definitely and if, if you're listening at home uh, as a podcast what I want you to do um, in fact, before we say anything about that, the retro will continue throughout the summer, and we're here for at least the other next three weeks every Wednesday, talking general sporting Barnsley, any news we might have about Barnsley FC, uh, any community news, and obviously music as well. So, um, Chris, Kyle, and myself will be here, or a combination of the three of us, over the next few weeks, and then probably every other week or so. So, the retro will continue over the summer. But as you're sitting at home, maybe with a cup of tea and maybe you've got a can of lager, and um, you're Reminiscing, so you're closing your eyes and you think about those wonderful moments that the football club has brought us this season. Try and do that with this song in the background. And uh, if you're going out this evening to the Open Bus Parade, enjoy yourself. We'll be back next week. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go So make the best of this test and don't ask why It's not a question but a lesson learned in time It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life Take the photographs and still frames in your mind Hanging on a shelf in good health and good time Tattoos of memories and asking on trial For what it's worth, it was worth all the while It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life But in the end it's right I hope you had the time of your life It's something unpredictable But in the end it's right 
I hope you had the time of your life That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Talk Sport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network. <laughs>